From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, this is Catholic Military Life, a podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And for this edition, it's my great pleasure to welcome to our microphones Private First Class Hunter McDonnell of the Virginia Army National Guard and his mom, uh, Ms. Noel Orsack. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're talking today about conversion. And um, Hunter, I want to ask you, um, you've had a conversion experience since you uh, enlisted in the Virginia Army National Guard back in May of 2023. Is that right? Um, I mean, I was, I grew up uh, Catholic, not necessarily what I would call the most devout, but I would absolutely say my time in the military has brought me much more brought me much closer to um, Christ and the church as uh, it's just been a, an experience that has made that much more a centerpiece of my life I hear you and so you're in the Virginia Army National Guard now about nine months and you've just been accepted at the National Military Academy at West Point that's correct sir congratulations thank you sir that's a big deal uh, so, uh, well, tell me about your nine months in the Virginia Army National Guard. How did it come about that you become, what, more enthusiastic about the practice of your faith? Yes, well, you know, um, there's something about challenge that kind of brings out, you know, there's there's something about accepting challenge and overcoming it that brings out uh, the inner kind of workings of how a person does kind of breaks you down to really what you uh, your your base components um i mean that's kind of the point of the whole ordeal but at fort jackson where i attended basic combat training um in july it was just very much a humbling experience that made you want to kind of relate to other people it made you very introspective kind of look at yourself how you do things how you thought about yourself, how you went about tackling challenges. And that made me much more amenable to the idea of the church. Uh, I started going to the, the religious services regularly, and I got involved readings, um, assisting with like the services, helping getting early to set up, leaving late to um, help clean up. It was just... It may, I, I was excellent to be part of that community. I see. So this was the summer of 2023. You're at Fort Jackson going through basic training. How long did that last? It was uh, 10 weeks plus a week beforehand in the reception battalion. And that's uh, all day long drill sergeants yelling at you. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, did you encounter any um, Catholic military chaplains at Fort Jackson? Yes, I, I did. We, uh, we obviously... When we, we you after you were able to after you went from reception battalion to your your company that you would spend time the time in basic training with, um, you were allowed to attend religious services. And there we had a, a Catholic military uh, chaplain as well as an army captain who was a member of the Knights of Columbus, who were both just really amazing people, always there to help, always there to talk. All right, so you're at basic training, and you're getting yelled at, you know, what, 24-7, or what was it, five days on, or did you ever get a day off at basic training? Sunday morning. 
<laughs> so uh, an ideal opportune time to go to Mass. And up until the time uh, you uh, went to Fort Jackson to go through basic training, what was your faith life like at that point? You know, I was a Catholic, but just about in name only. Um, I wasn't really very enthusiastic about it at all. I had some uh, family experiences that really pushed me away from from faith. Um, And I just, it was really um, fractured, I would say. It was, was, I mean, it was there, but it wasn't meaningful in any real way. Were you going to Mass on Sunday? Occasionally. Yeah, so you weren't going to weekly Mass at that point. Uh, and then you uh, joined the Virginia uh, National Guard, the Army National Guard, uh, in May. And then, what, a month or six weeks later, you go through basic training. And what was it about the chaplain and the Knights of Columbus member that drew you in to the faith, to where you were practicing more regularly, and became, an, what, an altar server? It was um, absolutely the sense of community, that sense of like purpose and duty, not only to God, but like the people around you that, that really impressed me. I, I'm a very people-centric kind of person, and I think that the way that they treated each other, they treated every single person there with respect um, and made an effort to really help and get to know every person there. Like They, they knew almost everybody there by name. Um, they were really they were really good people just in general and they were always willing to talk to you lend a hand when you were feeling obviously beat down with the challenges that were by definition there in basic training they would never turn a blind eye to you they were always there to help even if it was just by listening and i suppose that welcome was much appreciated given the circumstances of basic training it was <laughs> all right uh, now ms orsack uh uh uh, Hunter is your son. Yes, sir. And uh, you are uh, 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 in the grants office at Fork Union Military Academy. Yes, sir. Uh, have you been in the Army yourself or your husband? No, I have no military background in, in my family, not since my uh, great-grandfathers were all serving in World War II, and that's pretty much the last gap in the sense of, of military service. So. This is a new experience for our family. I hear you. What do you make of your son's turnaround? Well, I'm obviously very grateful because he's right. He, you know, went to mass with me um, mostly at my at my urging every Sunday. Um, went, yeah, obviously had his sacraments, made confirmation this year. But it was very much a, I'm doing this because that's what my mom is making me do to some degree. So when he enlisted in the army and went off to basic training we had this conversation about staying tethered to god and i sent him off and didn't know you know whether i would talk to him or how frequently i would talk to him or whether he would get to go to mass or anything and just you know said my rosary said my prayers and hoped good things would happen are you a cradle catholic i am a cradle catholic and i suppose you are too hunter (laughs) i guess yes sir by definition (laughs) do you have any brothers and sisters hunter no, I no, I do not. You're an only child. I am spoiled brat. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding you. Uh, oh, now, uh, Ms. Orzak, what was it like for you uh, when, just prior to uh, Hunter's uh, enlistment, uh, he was a lukewarm Catholic? Uh, 
what 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 was your feeling about that at the time? Uh, yes, lukewarm, reluctant, even might be a more appropriate word. Um, I just basically knew I would keep praying for him, and that somewhere in his in his life he would have a hopefully have a a, a reason to turn back to his faith. I didn't really know what happened so quickly in basic training. I was very grateful for the um, Catholic community at Fort Jackson. I see. And uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your uh, journey of faith with your son. And, and what was it like when, when uh, you felt like he was resisting and, and not uh, buying into the faith? Well, obviously, as a mom, you want your child to embrace the faith that, that they're brought up in. Um, but, you know, many, many kids don't. And coming from a family where his dad was not Catholic, his mom is Catholic myself, you know, it was kind of a battle. And so he, you know, um, I think in preparing for his the battle of life and the battle of being as a soldier in the Army, um, he struggled with that, that faith journey. I see. So, Hunter, looking down the road, you will uh, enlist in the uh, uh, National Military Academy at West Point in the fall. Uh, what uh, What are your um, career aspirations? Well, um, although it's cheesy to say out loud, my dream has always been to be a general. I think that would just be awesome. Uh, so I'd like to, after graduating from the United States Military Academy at West Point, I'd like to just career as an Army officer. Um do this till they tell me I can't anymore. You're listening to Catholic Military Life, a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services. And for this edition, my guest is Private First Class Hunter McDonnell of the Virginia Army National Guard and his mom, Noelle Orsack. Um, and so uh, given the fact that you uh, uh, hope to become a high-ranking senior officer, maybe a general, uh, how did that uh, affect your uh, discernment, uh, your coming back around to become more active in the Catholic faith? Well, you know, I mean, as a leader, there's always the consideration of having being able to reach across the aisle with the people of different, you know, religious beliefs. That's always an ever-present thought. But, um, you know, the the moral system, obviously, of Christianity, of Catholicism, is always a, a strong base of um, ideals that anybody can, you know, respect, admire to. Um, you know, and more importantly, just being, believing in something strongly, having the discipline to wake up on the weekends and go to Mass every day, that, that really does inspire something in the people around you. And you bring up a word that uh, I hear a lot in the intersection of military service and Catholicism or religious practice generally, and that is discipline. There's a certain amount of discipline in both the military and uh, the practice of Catholic faith. Do they intersect in your case? I, I absolutely think so. You know, there's something really... It's, it's really special about just having the, the, the self-accountability to be doing something because you know it's good for you, even if it's not something that at early Sunday morning you necessarily want to be doing because, I mean, the bed is warm. Everybody knows that, but you don't make accomplishments anywhere from the sheets. You're not getting into heaven from the sheets, kind of same thing. You're, that's, that's what it is. Um, 
I hear you. Now, uh, what was the influence of the Catholic chaplain? Uh, was it just that you saw this military officer who's also a priest celebrating Mass, or was there something more? Well, yes, there was that. Um, and uh, even more so, I got to know the captain who is a member of the Knights of Columbus very well, but it was also just they seemed to have an extraordinary care for everybody around them. They just were really incredibly compassionate for their fellow human being, and they exemplified, I mean, the things you look up to in a person. They were kind, charismatic, well put together, um, well decorated for their on the military side, physically fit, always there, never willing to turn anybody away. They were just really well-rounded, well-put-together people. It was very easy to look up to them. Ms. Orzak, what do you think about your son's turnaround? Well, I, like I said, it was obviously an answer to my prayers and, you know, really kind of started on his first day in reception when I finally, I did get a call from him and he said, you're never going to believe what, what I got on the first day. And I was like, what? And they said, they gave me a combat rosary. And that was part of the um, parish at Fort Jackson's initiative is to put these rosary packages together to give to soldiers, especially coming through basic training. So I felt a sense of peace that, you know, God was going to take care of my son in basic training. And so that was just a perfect way to, you know, give him over and, and trust in the process. And this combat rosary is a, what, a cloth made out of cloth, so it makes no noise when you're praying the rosary is that right well to be honest it's really simple it's just um like the a brown hard plastic that you see on everything and anything in the military and a piece of 550 cord ubiquitous and useful so i hear you so some of the rosaries some of the combat rosaries are made out of cloth but this one was what plastic was it a full uh five decade rosary it is have you started uh praying the rosary i do i do i do um not not probably as regularly as I should, but when I do when I have challenges when I when I'm facing adversity, and to go back from basic training when I was in the field awake for two three days at a time just trying to get through the hour, <laughs> sitting on watch staring into the woods hallucinating because you're so sleepy yeah absolutely that's that's something that that I would do I do regularly. So where are you now? What do you mean, where am I now? Well, I mean, are you uh, activated in the National Guard, or are you on, uh, on on standby? I mean, you're going to the West Point in the fall. What takes place between now and then? Well, I mean, I do my standard commitment to the National Guard. I drill with them once a month. But I'm, I'm also more active than the, the typical National Guard soldier, mostly by my own um, initiative, I would say. I work very closely with... Uh, Staff Sergeant Ramsey, who's a recruiter in the Charlottesville area. Um, I, I do a lot of liaisoning between him and my school, getting a lot of people out on trips, trying to get, really raise interest and awareness in the Army, the National Guard, and the programs that it has. So I, I have my standard commitments, but I also am very active in it just out of my own personal drive. And you're still in high school. I am. Uh, you're a senior in high school, uh, scheduled to graduate, what, in May? In, in early June. In early June, okay. Uh, all right, so uh, 
where do you find time to, is it on weekends that you'd pull most of your National Guard duty? Weekends, the afternoon, whenever I can fit it in. What is it about military service that attracts you? I have to say I, I love the structure. I love feeling like I'm a part of something much bigger than myself. Much the same thing that attracts me about the church, actually. It's, you know, there's just something about, it's something very gratifying about knowing you're doing something that is that's good. Yeah, that's another intersection of faith and military practices, serving something greater than yourself, uh, service. But not just self-service, service to the God and country, right? Uh, so, Ms. Orsak, were you surprised when your son started going to Mass on a regular basis and serving at the altar? Well, I was very surprised. I actually had called the parish uh, at Fort Jackson because we come up for the day before graduation as family day, and then the next day is graduation, and I just said, hey, do you guys have daily Mass? So um, we're out family day, and I grab Hunter and I say, let's go to daily mass, you know, on your on your day off before graduation. So we go into the church where they don't get to normally go because they have 700 or so soldiers every Sunday who are attending basic training that they have mass for. So we went to the local parish. And of course, the priest was recognized Hunter right away. He's like, oh my gosh, he was so happy to see him. He goes, we just couldn't have done it without you, you know, helping run the readings and the bells and organize everything. So, you know, I, I knew right there that, you know, a change had, had come about in him. And seeing his level of participation just in that one 30-minute mass service was, you know, transformative. And the priest got to meet Hunter's mom. <laughs> and the then there's time. that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when your mom was there for that mass, were you serving that day? I was not. That was just the the little daily mass that they necessarily. I don't even think they had altar service for it, but it was just um, the little daily. Went in, talked about the beheading of John the Baptist, and then um, went on with the family day festivities. So you're a senior in high school. So to graduate in early June, in the fall you'll enter uh, West Point. How old are you? I'm 17. I see. When do you turn 18? May 8th. I see. Okay. And uh, any idea what you're going to major in when you get to West Point? I'm looking to major in defense and strategic studies. Like I said, I'm really trying to um, be a career military officer. And um, I'm looking to commission into either the armored or infantry branches of service. I see. And you'll decide all that once you get to West Point. when did you first uh, develop an interest in military service? Well, it's hard to say. I have always had an interest in public service for a very long time. I really wanted to be a police officer. Um, we need police officers. <laughs> although um, it's a tough job and especially hard these days. It probably gets harder every day. But um, there's I don't know. There was just something attractive about it. I really can't can't even say what something between the structure. The camaraderie was really something that I desired, um, being part of a group of people. It's always kind of say teamwork is one of my big watchwords that I, I just love the people around me. I want to be involved with the people around me. So that was an environment that was incredibly, incredibly attractive to me. Um, Ms. Orzag, did you encourage Hunter to pursue a career in the military, or is this something that just came out of him? Well, it definitely came from him. Um, I didn't know, like I said, where where it was derived from. He was 
very active in scouting, um, very you know active with his community. Any opportunity he got to work and serve on the team, he was very very enthusiastic about it. But I, I do distinctly remember him telling me in fifth grade that he has decided he's going to join the Army and wants to go to the United States Military Academy at West Point and wanted to reach out to the recruiter. <laughs> it started really right there for me in my mind that this was really in a very well thought out meaningful intention on his part yeah sounds like it you must have good grades <laughs> they're all right <laughs> <laughs> so um when you first started uh actively participating in the mass did you find that that further inspired you to pursue your practice of catholic faith yes absolutely again just further indulging myself, um, embedding myself deeper into that community, you know, the, the camaraderie there, much like the military was just, uh, it was great having people that knew me at the church, at the service that would talk to me that being, you know, thanked or whatever for the readings. It was just getting really diving deep into that community was an, a really amazing experience. And how would you compare the differences between a military Catholic community and a civilian Catholic community? Well, I'd say there's, I mean, the differences are not that, they're not extremely different, but I will say that the the interpersonal connection between people in the military in general is just stronger. Um, there's a lot of things that you got, you relate to. There's a lot of shared experiences, uh, shared traumas, we call um, that that really bring you closer with the people around you, which in turn makes a faith community of those people very strong, very um, interpersonal. Do you think your uh, faith practice helped you get through the 10-week uh, training? Absolutely. Um, before I left, uh, a sergeant who was also in the National Guard um, told me just go to church every Sunday. He didn't. He said it doesn't really matter if you're religious. Go to church every Sunday because it just it's nice to get out of the barracks. It's nice to just real do something else for an hour. And I decided I was going to take his word on it, and I'm glad I did because I ended up really, really becoming very involved in the the Catholic community there, and I loved it. it and some folks might say that uh, the military and Catholicism, the message of Christ, are in conflict. The military wages war, Christ preaches a message of peace. Have you ever thought about that and how to reconcile those two? Is there really a conflict in your mind? No, I'm, it's, it's not necessarily a conflict in my mind because it, really the true mission of the military is not to wage war, it is to maintain peace by force if necessary. Yeah, I hear you. And there were soldiers in the time of Christ, the centurion, uh, uh, the the soldier who pierced his side on the cross and right afterward became converted on the spot. So there's lots of precedent for interaction. Even Christ himself uh, befriended members of the military who were oppressors in his day. They were Romans. Um, so uh, certainly uh, Christ has been present in the ranks of the military since he walked the earth. Um, and uh, okay, so you go through the 10 weeks and you're at the end of the 10 weeks, what was it like when you came out of that experience? Both in terms of your faith and 
whatever else, your readiness to defend the country, your readiness to go to West Point. Renewed, absolutely renewed. Um, I'd always been a thing, but I had been chugging along on that goal there for a long time, and it was kind of getting into the bog of um, complacency, as everything eventually does. But that was it was refreshing, it was renewing, getting kind of that time where you were broken down, built back up, got a very uh, be a time to be very introspective on who you are, who you want to be. You come out of it with a new sense of drive, with a new sense of purpose um, to push towards whatever you wanted to do. And then I again got back involved with my Catholic community got got involved with it at my school when I came back at the local church um, decided I was really gonna keep pushing on the military that was something that I really enjoyed doing I really loved the people the team um, and it's the same kind of stuff that I found in the Catholic Church a very strong focus on service on each other is a very gratifying experience so I came out of it with a all-new renewed sense of purpose and probably some confidence too absolutely and so what do your high school classmates think about uh, Hunter McDonald version 2.0? Um, or maybe it's 3.0, I don't know. Who knows? We could be on like an iPhone at this point, version 15 or something. But, um, <laughs> you know, they, they, I've, I've gotten a lot of compliments about the fact they think, they think I really have um, come a long way. Despite always being someone with a strong interpersonal mindset, with a team-focused, um, you know, just way of thinking, uh, they they've said it's just been a, it's been a nice change that I've come back refreshed, um, almost I, I want to say reborn, but kind of renewed and um, ready to you know come back at everything with a fresh mindset, and they've they've said a lot of good things about that. Uh, the, especially the people that I work really closely with, just they're they're a fan. <laughs> I hear you. So, your dad is not Catholic. No, he's not. And how is he dealing with this? Well, you know, my dad, dis, for all his flaws, is really uh, a a big kind of my your own man type of person. So, you know, he, while not necessarily Catholic himself, if it's what I want to do. He's, he tends to be on board with things. So. And uh, Ms. Orzak, I know that you're proud of your son. How do you feel going forward? He's getting ready to enter West Point. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm obviously very excited and very, you know, th as a mother, always worried. <laughs> um, he is being trained to be a soldier, and uh, he will be, you know, taking part in training exercises and then at the end of four years at West Point will be you know probably deployed to uh, war areas throughout the world but I'm excited because I, I when we went to visit West Point they have an amazing Catholic community there uh, the chaplain is a Catholic priest which is awesome and so I feel that you know his faith will be there for him and he can actively participate in it um, as much as, as he wants to, but it's there for him. And I, I pray that it'll be part of his life for the next four years at West Point and beyond that, of course. Um, Hunter, was, is your dad, was he in the military? He was not. I see. So uh, it really, uh, your inspiration to pursue this career uh, doesn't come directly from either of your parents. You developed it on, on your own. 
going back to fifth grade, your mom says. Really, it was just a strong sense of desire for service. Um, I don't know. I, I, it, a lot of the, the things that we talked about uh, doing for careers, you know, the, the vast number of them you can find out in the civilian world, none of them really just seemed like something I would really want to be doing. Uh, I kind of, I've always been looking for work that's more satisfying, more personally gratifying, um, with a stronger sense of camaraderie with teamwork. And I really jumped at the opportunity to serve my country and, of course, uh, God. So just it's a very personally satisfying um, thing to do with my life. Well, thank you for your commitment and thank you for your service already. And uh, best of luck on your future military career. In the minute or so, even less, we have left. Um, any final thoughts? Any closing words? Um, no. Um, I mean, short of the fact that I hope that the service out there from Catholics and soldiers alike can be an inspiration to the rest of their community because that's the only way we get through anything as a team. And you will be an inspiration to them. I can only hope. I've been talking to Hunter McDonald, a private first class of the Virginia Army National Guard, still in high school, but graduating in June and entering West Point Military Academy in the fall, along with his mom, Noelle Orsack, of uh, both of Virginia. Thank you all so much for talking to me. Thank you. Thank you.